0: to be here tonight. I know it's been raining, raining, raining today, but yay, thank God for the rain. Amen. And thank God for the rain of his presence in this place. I so appreciate Pastor Tom and, and the musicians. Well, it's wonderful to have people that will help get us into the presence of God. I heard someone say years ago that I'm getting a real ring. Is this too high? Okay. That music is its like a a vehicle, and it just gets us right into the presence of the Lord. And we're there right now. Some of you may not know it yet, but we are in the presence of of the lord and we're just going to continue talking about being in his presence tonight i want to share some verses with you on waiting upon the lord and then i believe at the end of the service we'll have time to just spend a little bit more time just waiting in his presence there's a great scripture that talks about being in the presence of the lord waiting upon him and what happens In his presence. It's found over in Isaiah chapter 40. I don't think I told you folks up there, but in the amplified, please. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 through 31. Let's start by just reading that. Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint or grow weary? There's no searching for his understanding. I think we could just stop right there and say, thank God. He doesn't faint. He doesn't get weary. Our God is forever the same. And part of what he is is he's strong. He's a strong God. He's strong in a mighty tower. Hallelujah. Thank God. There's no end to his mercy. There's no end to his strength. There's no end to His power. It's unlimitless. Our God is mighty. Our God is the Most High God. I like how it started out there. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Is there anybody in here tonight who has not heard that our God is the everlasting God? If you haven't heard that, if you don't know Him personally... You can tonight. Hallelujah. He is the everlasting God. There's no end. There's no beginning. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the everything in between. Hallelujah. I just get happy on that. Now let's keep on reading here. Verse 29. He gives power to the faint. I think it's interesting in the previous verse he said he wanted us to know that he doesn't faint. He doesn't get weary. And then he says in this verse, 29, he gives power to the faint and to the weary. And to him who has no might, what does he do? He increases strength, causing it to multiply and making it. Bound. Could anybody use some multiplication of strength? Abounding strength. No end to his strength. He told us in the beginning there in the previous verse. And now he's saying that he'll give you that strength to which there is no end. Hallelujah. Woo, that's something, isn't it? That we can tap in. To that kind of strength. Then he goes on. He says, even the youth shall faint and be weary. And selected young men shall feebly stall, stumble and fall exhausted. But look at verse 31. Let's read this together. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him. Shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift up their wings and mount up close to God. As eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Woo! Hallelujah! That's who we are right here, right now. You come out on a Sunday night, on a rainy Sunday night in the Bay Area, guess what? You're expecting something. Are you expecting something? Woo! Hallelujah! Are you looking to the Lord? Are you expecting Him to do something good in your life? Are you expecting your strength to be renewed? Glory to God! Hallelujah! That's what happens in his presence. Now that word wait is an interesting word there. It's not talking about like a a waiter or a waitress in a restaurant. I'm sure you've all had good waitresses and waiters and you've had bad ones. You've had some that are not happy, that they are just completely distracted and they act like you're a nuisance and they don't, are not glad to see you. We've gone into restaurants before and, you know, you sit down and you're expecting for someone to come and wait on you and they're over there talking away with their friends. Or the thing that people do now is they're texting and they kind of look up every once in a while like, you know what, you're really not important, I've got to finish this text. That's not a good waiter or a good waitress. A good waiter or a good waitress is one that attends to you. That's not distracted. Y'all may not know this about me. Some of you in here may have been waiters or waitresses or maybe still are. But my very first job when I was, let's see, about 15 years old, was a waitress at the Cowpoke Cafe. Yeah. Yes, that was the name of it. The Cowpoke Cafe was an auction barn outside of Pawnee, and if it's auction barn, it's where they sold livestock. Anybody know what that is? Yeah. Where, I mean, there's an auctioneer in there going, I, I, I can't do it. But anyhow, they're selling the cows and the pigs, any kind of livestock, to the highest bidder. The most thing that they sold was the cows. And so the little cafe there was called the Cow poke Cafe. And that's where I worked and it wasn't really a great environment because you know if you're out there poking cows and getting them you know you see, you get the picture cows are not really always clean let's just say that so they came walking into the cowpoke cafe having been around the cows but you know what I was determined it was my first job that I was going to do my best and the people that owned the cowpoke cafe they got all sorts A good compliment on me. And I got great tips because I was attentive to the cowboys that came in there and served up their burgers and fries as fast as the cook cooked them. That's been a good waiter. I wasn't being distracted. A good waitress. And can the front row say amen? It's hard to find good waiters and waitresses sometimes, isn't it? But... I always have a job if I need it over a Valve. Anyhow. It'd come back. I've been serving food all my life. I went from serving the Cowboys to serving Pastor Mark. What can I say? (laughs) Anyhow. But this word, wait. Just wanted to make sure everybody was awake. We're all awake now, right? Let's look back at verse 31 again. Can you put it back? But those who wait, wait for the Lord. You know, God wants us to be good waiters. If we can sense if a waiter or waitress is distracted, do you think that God can sense it? If we come into His presence with all these distractions and we're okay, Lord, I'm going to wait on you and your little cell phone rings, but I've got to take this call first. Or, you know, this little thing happens or that little thing happens. No. This kind of way means right here what it says in parentheses That we are expecting. We're in His presence. And we're expecting Him to speak to us. We're in His presence. And we are looking, looking unto Him. We're fixing our gaze on Him. And if we're looking unto Him, it means we're looking away from other distractions. That's what He wants us to do when we come into His presence. And when we wait in His presence, what He saw, it says that we're gonna, He's going to renew our strength. When we get in His presence... What happens is we get saturated with Him. If we'll give Him all of our attention, all of our heart, He will give us all of Him. We'll get His undivided attention. We'll get His presence coming down on us, heavy and weighty with everything Good, soaked by the presence of God, saturated, through and through, immersed in Him. You know, you've heard that saying, maybe not so much in California, but lately, the last couple of days, it's been raining really hard. But in Oklahoma, if you got caught out in a downpour and you go in the house, they'd say, oh my goodness. There's not a dry bone on your body. That means you are drenched. Dripping wet. Even your bones are wet. Downpoured. But that's what God is saying, I want to do for you in my presence. I want you to get drenched, saturated with me. You come into my presence with some dry bones. He wants even your bones to get saturated, immersed in his presence. When we are saturated and soaked with him, you know what then happens? We go in his presence and we become like a sponge and we're soaking in of God. And then when we leave, we spill out on people around us hallelujah we get heavy and weighty with everything good and there was another phrase in that verse we don't have to keep putting it back up there but verse 31 it says those that wait upon me those that mount look at down there in the bottom mount up close to god that just spoke to me today as i was looking at that mount up close That says to me that we have a face-to-face relationship with Him. It's not a drive-by. It's not a distant relationship. It means we can come and look into His beautiful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and his grace. And we'll just take the time just to sit. And you're not going to no, probably no one in here, or maybe not very many, have physically seen Jesus. But if you're just sitting there in the spirit, you can just begin just to imagine his beautiful eyes filled with love Amen. and mercy. He said we are to mount up close to him. Face to face. And that doesn't mean we're gonna FaceTime God. Face time's a good thing, I guess. Texting's a good thing if you gotta do that. You know, we were just in Florida and there was a young pastor there, and now he's a great guy. We don't really know him and all that, but I mean he was he was busy. He had a lot of stuff going, two or three churches and I heard him over say to someone, he goes, yeah, you know, thank God for FaceTime. I FaceTime with this person and that person and my staff. And even sometimes I'm telling my staff, even if you're in the same building, just FaceTime with that person because it'll it'll save time if you don't have to walk down to their office. And I'm sitting there chuckling to myself like, really? Because, you know, I have FaceTime with people before, but it is not the same as mounting up close face to face. Because you can FaceTime somebody and you can still be looking down at your phone every once in a while texting. You can FaceTime with somebody and them not have any idea. You can have a notepad and be sitting there drawing a really funny face of them. They might not be able to see everything that you're doing unless you're face to face. God doesn't want us to be distracted when we come into His presence. He doesn't want us fiddling with this and doodling with that. He wants our eyes fixed upon Him. He wants our heart in communion with Him. One of the greatest hindrances to waiting on the Lord in this day and age... There are all the electronic devices that we have, all the distraction, all the voices, all the noise. There's times we need to turn the telephone off, turn the TV off, turn the kids off, you know, if you can, whatever. (laughs) Just say, I'm going to seek the Lord and I am not going to be distracted. How many of you would agree that God deserves our undivided attention? There's benefits for those who will wait upon the Lord. One of them is we will be overwhelmed by His presence. Too often we're overwhelmed by life's problems. We're overwhelmed by circumstances and situations. When you sense that coming upon you, just take a moment. Say, okay, I'm going to shut that out. Shut that out, and I'm going to shut myself in with Him. Hallelujah. We used to sing an old song. Brother Rick, do you know this one? Shut in with God. Shut in with God in a secret place. There in His presence, beholding His face, gaining new power to run in the race. How I long to be shut in Amen. with God. I think about that song so often when I go to seek Him and I, I start thinking about this, the thing i got to do, and that thing i got to do. You know that song just wells up on the inside of me. Nope. Shut that out. Shut in with God. If you have to, just draw an imaginary circle around yourself and say, okay. Nothing's getting in this circle right now. The phone's not gonna get in this circle right now. My to-do list is not getting in this circle right now. My grocery store list is not getting in this circle right now. I'm shut in with God. Anybody know that song? Shut in with God. Why don't you sing it? I don't really shut in with God in a secret place. There in his presence. Beholding his face. Gaining new power. To run in the race. How I long. To be shut in. With God. It's a place. It's a secret place. But it's a place that you and I can dwell in. Nobody can go there. Except. The born again. Blood watched people of God. Which of whom All of us in here most likely are. It's our place with Him. So it's a benefit of waiting on Him to be overwhelmed with His presence. You know, the glory of God is defined as His manifest presence. And it's heavy and it's weighty with everything good. Anybody in here, could you stand to be weighed down with goodness? Heavy and weighty with everything good. And another benefit, these were all in that verse that we read in Isaiah 40. Another benefit, we expounded on it already, is that we receive strength. It's the best exchange program ever our weakness for his strength hallelujah in his presence we get a transfusion why did they give people blood transfusions cause they're weak well in his presence we can get an infusion of his strength and you know what we're not only we're washed in the blood of the lamb We have His royal blood flowing through our veins. And that blood is full of strength. Oh, I just heard the Spirit of God say... If you got anything wrong with your blood, if there's any kind of virus, any kind of disease that is affecting your blood, affecting the platelets, affecting anything in your blood, right now lift up your hands and say, I have the blood of Jesus in my body. And His blood gives me strength. My blood is cleansed. There's no weakness in my blood. If you're dealing with being an anemic, you receive that right now. Say, there's no weakness in my blood. I'm strong. My body is strong. My blood is strong. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for it, Lord. Glory to God. Yes, amen. I agree with that. You said, I receive it. How many of you have received that? Glory to God. Then, another benefit for those who wait. He gives us power to run. He says, we'll mount up with wings of eagles. We will run and not be Weary. Every one of us in this auditorium, we have a race to run. We have a course to finish. And God doesn't want our course finishing us off. He wants us finishing our course in the power of His might, in the strength of the Lord. How many of you will say, I'm going to do it all? I'm going to finish. What the Lord has called me to do. I'm going to run my race. race. I'm going to run and not be weary. weary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's who we are. Glory be to God. And then, you know, those who wait upon the Lord... Another thing, another wonderful benefit of waiting upon the Lord is in His presence. Of course in His Word, but in His presence we get to know His character. And we begin to see what He wants to do in the earth. There's another benefit of waiting upon the Lord. And it is this, He will show us what He wants to do. And He will show us great and mighty things that He wants to do in the earth. (coughs) A passage of Scripture in Jeremiah. We were always told as kids that this was God's phone number. Because it begins with, call! (laughs) Jeremiah 33.3 Call unto me, and I will answer you. And I will show you Great and mighty things which you don't know. Hallelujah. Woo. The Father, when well, He wants us to call unto Him, that's just another way of saying, come and wait. Come and talk to me. Come into my presence. Cause I got some things I want to show you. He wants to show us. Things to come. He wants to show you things about your life. The next step that you're supposed to take. The answers that we need are not out here somewhere. The answers and the direction that we need are in here. In our spirit. The things of God are not hidden from us. They are hidden for us. In here, because in here is where Christ is, in us, the hope of glory in us are the mysteries. They're in there because Jesus is in there and the Holy Spirit is in there and he is called the spirit of truth and in John it says he is the spirit of truth and he will show us things to come he will reveal he will disclose and he will transmit to us the things the father wants to do not only in our individual lives but in the earth God wants to do some things in the earth. Didn't this verse just say, call to me? I will answer. And I'm not just going to answer, I will show. God wants to put on a show. Hallelujah. Woo. He wants to show. His power. He wants to show forth his mercy and his grace. He wants to show his compassion. He wants to show the world that he is still a miracle-working God. God wants to put on a show. Hallelujah! And this show that he wants to put on is great and mighty things. Hollywood, You know, back in the day, they used to call movies the picture show. Picture shows can't compare to what God wants to show. He wants to do great and mighty things that we have not yet seen. What kind of things does he want to show us? It's not bad things. It's not how heaven's running out of power. No, he wants to show us displays of His wonders, displays of His majesty. And not just to you and me, not just to the church. He wants to show the world that He is the true and the living God, that He is full of compassion, full of mercy, full of healing power. That's the kind of show that He wants to put on. Hallelujah! In a great... In a mighty way, through, in, and through His church. Now over in First Corinthians, I love this. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine and ten. Hallelujah! How many of you would agree that the best is yet to come? This verse says. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Some people stopped there and said, well, see, you know, we can't see, we can't understand. God's got all these great things prepared for us in heaven. And certainly he does. But the the next verse gives us a clue that we can tap into it here in this earth. Verse 10. But, everybody say, but, God God has revealed them unto us. How? Through His Spirit. For the Spirit search all things. Yes, the deep things of God. We quoted those scriptures in John that we have the Spirit of truth on the inside of us who shows us things to come. And you know, God is speaking. He's speaking to his people about this day and this age in which we live. I don't know what you believe, but I believe the Bible, and I believe that the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than of the former. I believe with all of my heart that the glory of the Lord shall cover the sea cover this earth like the waters cover the sea hallelujah that is the word. Of the Lord. And God is not a man that he should lie. He has saved the best for last. I shared this with you a little bit of it before. But this is a a word from a man of God that we know as a true man of God. Brother Jerry Savell, 2015. The year of visitation. Manifestations and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. Experiencing the greater glory is still my plan. And you'll see the great I am shall visit your land. Glory to God. Manifestations of my spirit as never before. And demonstrations of my power from shore to shore. Supernatural provision and greater breakthroughs too. Yes, this is my plan and this is my will for you. Can anybody agree with that? Yes, Lord, I take it. The powers of darkness will no longer stand, for I will show them the strength of my right hand. I'll have my way, and all shall see. No power is equal to me. My people will rise up and take their place, and no enemy will stop them from finishing their race. Hallelujah. Goes along right with what I was saying. We're waiting on the Lord. We're getting his strength. And we're going to run our race. And finish our course. And we are going to have supernatural help. Manifestation. Demonstration. Of his greater Glory. It's what we're stepping into. And let the church say, Amen. Hallelujah. Now I further heard a man of God share this scripture. And it so spoke to me. This is a last scripture that we'll share here. In Exodus chapter 3410. <clears throat> oh, I love this. It goes right along with this word that we just read. And he said, Behold, I make a covenant before all your people. I will do, everybody say it, marvels. And then let's look at this part. Such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation, and all the people, among whom you are shall see woo shall see the work of the Lord for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you oh that's a great verse isn't it hallelujah we have a covenant he said behold i make a covenant We have a covenant with our covenant-keeping God. And then he said, I'm going to do such great things that all people shall see it. All the people saw that Israel was blessed. But we can take this because we are in a better covenant than they had. If the people saw that Israel was blessed, then I believe with all of my heart that people in this day and age are going to see that we are blessed. We are the healed. We are full of peace. We are full of joy when the world doesn't have any joy and the world doesn't have any peace. That's been blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he says, marbles such as have not been seen in all the earth. He is saving the best. For last, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than of the former. (laughs) I've been looking at this verse since I heard it shared. And I've been saying, yes, Lord, yes. Let the church say, amen. Yes, Lord, we receive that. That's a good promise for us to say, yes, Lord, we believe it. You are going to do such marvels, such awesome things in our life and in, this, in your church that have not been seen. Awesome things. Awesome just means this. Inspiring all. Wonderful. Impressive. Excellent. Amazing. Hallelujah. God wants to show us. And he wants to show the world some amazing things. He wants to do some amazing things for us, in us, through us, and with us. Can you put that verse back up here? Because the last part of that says, For it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. That just speaks to me. With you. You and I have the honor and the privilege of being the servants of the Most High God. We have the honor and privilege of working with Him. He is God. I mean, He could come down here and do whatever without us. But He has chosen to let mankind get in on it. He has chosen us To live in us, to work awesome things with Him through us. Everybody, look at your eyes. Not look at your eyes, touch your eyes. (laughs) He's looking through my eyes. He's talking. Now, touch your mouth. He's talking through my mouth. He wants to heal. Look at your hands. He wants to do awesome healings. Through my hands. The only thing that separates us from him living on the inside of us is a little layer of skin. Woo! He wants to do awesome things through my hands. He wants to reach out with my arms and love the world. Hallelujah! Woo! We get to work. With him. The creator. Of the universe. Whew, he said I'm going to do awesome things. With you. Such as have never. Been done. Before. Those. Who wait. Upon the Lord. Those. Who wait upon the Lord, looking unto Him? Those are going to be the ones that are going to do what Daniel eleven thirty two says: "My people, who know their God, shall be strong." How are we going to be strong? We just read it. How are we going to be strong from waiting upon Him, exchanging our weakness for His strength? That's how we get strong. And when we're strong as His people. What are we going to do? Carry out great exploits. Hallelujah. Because he's working with us.